Alrighty, guys, David Creedcast here, uh, back again for a preview of a big match um, after the buyer. The second half of the season is is beginning um, against the Richmond Tigers at the MCG tomorrow night. Thursday night footy's back, Port's back after the buyer, and uh, it's a big game to kind of see where we're at going to the second half of the season after a week off. Um, it feels like a big match in kind of almost in a way. To me, it really will define the rest of our season if we come out and put up a fight against a pretty good Richmond side still um, at the MCG and come out with a win, then you know you can start thinking about the hopes for where we can go for the second half of the season if we do get a big scalp like that. Uh, conversely, if we put in a disappointing performance, as we've um, unfortunately, there's plenty of um, uh, angst in the Port Adelaide fan base and, uh, and justifiable, understandable angst as to what kind of team we actually are this year. Um, certainly a couple of weeks ago at Geelong didn't, didn't help in, in, in a game that was similarly a test of where we're at. Um, you know, a disappointing performance would uh, start having a few... You know, none of us, I think, we, we're all allowed to kind of say the queue goes in the rack to a certain extent if things aren't going away. And it's not, it's not you know, chucking the toys out of the pram or anything like that. It's just if we do put a disappointing performance in tomorrow night, I, I can ima- I can understand some people saying it's just not a year. I don't have faith in this year anymore. And it doesn't mean we won't keep turning up and it doesn't mean we won't keep hoping for miracles, but our, you know, expectations versus reality thing, I've brought that up before. Um, the 500 days of summer thing, you know, it's just it, your expectations versus reality. Sometimes your expectations might just come back to reality a little bit more if the performances can continue to not inspire. But there's there's every chance that tomorrow night we could, um, you know, we can we can be inspired as well, and we're all ready for that as well. We're all <laughs> we're all Port fans, and we're all hoping for that as well. So we'll see where we end up. Um, yeah, before I get into, it, I, I realized as I'm going to, do, I didn't even review the SNM match. I I. Just to, and I haven't. I know there hasn't been too much action um, on the account the last couple of weeks. Um, the COVID recovery has just been rough. Um, I'm still battling a pretty hearty cough, um, which is uh, just painful. Um, it's almost three weeks since I came down with it, and it's just the cough is still there, and and the fatigue is real. Um, I'm I'm just knackered all the time, and um, and the pain like I've had. I've had quad pain, hamstring pain, calf pain, and now I'm back uh, because of the sneezing, coughing. I, I have ba- I've battled back injuries and problems all my life anyway. Um, and partly, you know, because I've had some lower leg injuries, it's kind of translated to some back injuries as well, just, you know, because you overcompensate and do the wrong thing. And and then just I've, I've just had some back injuries in the past as well, so my back's completely fucked, which is just exhausting. Anyone that knows back problems, it's just exhausting walking um you just have to walk in a way that doesn't you know accentuate your back pain too much you so you're kind of walking with a limp but because of your back it's just more you're walking with a gait that's just to try to ease the pressure on your back with every step and it's just it's exhausting um and along with that just knowing the COVID fatigue and where there's some life things that are happening with us at the moment um which is exciting and i'll reveal more of that when it's when it's more solidified but there's a lot of things we're trying to get done um we were right in the middle of when the COVID hit us both so it's kind of set the some plans back which means we're busier and trying to get things back on track as we're also knackered from having COVID so we're fatigued and and we're trying to you know get about our day jobs as well it's just it's just exhausting so um yeah it's probably why you haven't heard from me quite as much in the last couple of weeks it's just an I'm just the brain for I like completely missed that I, I didn't review the S in the match I don't know what I would have said um, that that match was a microcosm of our entire se- season so far. Really, some some moments of inspiration. Um, 
surrounded by some real moments of what the fuck is this team um, at the moment. So um, it, there you go. There's my review of this in the match. There you go. Didn't. Um, but yeah, um, after all that and after a, you know the week off and um, which our team needed and I, I think I needed too. Um, I just... I can't even remember what I can't. I literally can't remember last weekend what happened. Um, actually, no, I had work and there was some, inch, inch, yeah, I had just work as well. Um, yeah, calling the police to work for freaking domestic violence issues and stuff like that as well. Um, yeah, it's been a wild um, couple of weeks. So and yeah, recovering from COVID is not fun. But hey, let's um, let's forget about all that and um, get into reviewing, reviewing, previewing our match against Richmond tomorrow night. I've got myself, I haven't had too many beers in the last uh, month because COVID um, completely um, <laughs> took away my desire to drink any alcohol. I just wanted to drink water and try to survive. Um, but I've got a um, Ministry of Beer Imperial Stout, Whiskey Barrel H Stout, ready to sip away at while I preview this and run through what um, hopefully will be a nice nice little game. It's a you know blockbuster Thursday night match. It's um, a place you want to be. As a team, especially playing Richmond at the G, if you're going to go away to the G on a Thursday night, playing a team like Richmond, particularly the Richmond team that they have been in the past five years, um, is a good way to go about it. So I'll take a quick break here and have a sip on this beer and see what see what the see what the notes are, see what the, see what it's like on the nose, on the palate, all those kind of things. Can put my little rating on Untapped and then uh, we'll uh, get into this preview. Alrighty. Um, First of all, the most important thing, um, that Imperial Stout that I was just talking about before I took a quick break, um, really tasty, um, really sticky on the tongue. You know, it's that whiskey barrel aged stout. It always gets this real heavy, heavy mouthful, but it's it's beautiful. It's got this like real, like, I love that, like, the Imperial Stouts get a little bit more of a chocolate and coffee flavor going through there. It's just, oh, and I'm an absolute slut for stouts i gotta be honest i i love it like i i am someone who can have a stout in summer if the weather's not too hot you know like i'm that much into stout but once winter hits and you can actually just it absolutely is the weather for it fuck me i get after them and i love them and a good imperial stout one that you can sip away at and kind of warms you up as well as makes you nice and sleepy before you go to sleep on a nice you know especially the weather we've been having the last week and a half um yeah, Noah, Noah would be happy having a few Imperial Stouts in his arc as he's trying to trying to survive the South Australian <laughs> deluge that we've been getting over the last last week, which um, ties nicely into um, previewing tomorrow night's matches. It looks like there could be a bit of weather around at the G, although I've just been having a look at the forecast and there's not too much that I can see. Um, forecast as far as, as far as what my app is telling me anyway, one to five mil, but it looks like there's a decent amount of chance of showers throughout that kind of time. Um, in the in the mid to late afternoon, um, chance of showers subsides a little bit throughout the game, but it's it's, it's there. There's there's very every, every chance that there's a bit of precipitation around. And we all know it doesn't need much uh, to get the balls slick and, and, and everything like that, and especially if there's rain around during the day, um, the, the surface, the G surface is obviously going to be soaking up a bit of rain, and it's going to be just be slick surface going into the night, and then any, so it's going to be kind of hanging around, and then any further precipitation through the night is going to only um, exacerbate that. So we're, we're looking at some wet weather footy tomorrow night, um, some degree of it, I would say. Um which then leads to, uh, I guess we can just, I think we should probably start with port selections because it's interesting. Um, it's only one change for the night, which you just sit there and go, well, oh, that's not too bad. But then when you, when you see that it's 
Sam Hayes, our one Ruckman, um, one out-and-out recognised Ruckman out, and uh, Lockie Jones is in. Wonderful. Um, I I have, st- you know, Lockie Jones hasn't lit the world on a fire or anything like that, um, since he's, but he's, he's shown signs of the, the bump and grind kind of footy player he can be, just tightening up some of the skills and all that kind of stuff, and, you know, positioning, and it's all those things that come with it, and I think especially in that role, we've seen a lot of players of ours, you know, whether it be Dan Houston's and all that, just take time to develop that role and how to how to work within an AFL side. Lockie Jones is going to be that is going to be that story for me as well. He's going to take some time to work into it, but he's he's an out and out. He's a star in the making, I think, still. And um, so I'm glad to see him back in um, after he was the um, unused medical sub um, in our last match against Essendon, which is always nice to have an unused medical sub for a change. Um, but yeah, the big news really is Sam Hayes is out now. It's it's really interesting reading, um, and I'm sure plenty of people have made note of it already. Um, he he's been <laughs> noted as omitted in the official Port Adelaide line of um, uh, the the official team announcement. Um, but everything I've seen, I mean, even bef- a few hours before them, it might have been this morning. People were talking about how Hayes is apparently ill, not COVID, just ill, um, and didn't make the trip to Melbourne. Um, so all the whispers, you know, whispers on the avenue, whispers on Queen Street, um, you know, <laughs> is that he's he's ill. But so you would have thought that Port Adelaide might have made us st- stated that in their um, team selection, but they're just saying he's admitted. So whether they're, yeah, it's just a weird weird wording when the when the you know word on the street is that he's ill. So you would have thought they'd just say that, and because um, you know the people that do just not see the tweets and all that stuff and see that he's been admitted might be a bit confused by it. So it would be good to have some clarity maybe tomorrow in the press conference um, or in the morning stuff we might get a bit more clarity from the club about like what that it was illness that took him out or if he if or if he was actually fit to go and they did just decide to rest him and and we're looking at um maybe the weather tomorrow night being that it's going to be a bit more small ball probably um a ruck by committee like Finlayson if you look at the you know team selection where people are placed in the team selection isn't always um, that much of a indicator, but Finlayson is named in the spot in the midfield um, as as the as the ruckman. So it might be Finlayson as the, you know, whether he's taken forty, you know, forty percent, then there's a uh, or forty to fifty percent, then you got a, a ruck by committee after that of the likes of Dixon, probably unfortunately taking some ruck contests. I always, I think I said last year and after, after last year coming into this year, really, especially. I hope he, I actually hope he doesn't because he's he's only just come back from injury. Really, don't need to be putting that kind of, especially that pressure on the lower leg kind of stuff with Dixon. Um, really, don't need to see him in the ruck. So, it'll be interesting. You know, we've seen Sam Pepper actually have some pretty good success in the ruck. While his height may not be there, his his ability to muscle and battle in the ruck contest, Sam Pepper certainly has. So he's. He's certainly shown in the last month that he's, you know, he's been capable and actually caused Geelong some problems down there before they kind of just figured us out. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't down to his rucking; it was more that they just figured us out around the ground and and and, and through the contest. But you know, so Pal Pepper, um, you know, Marshall might take a few. Uh, Dixon will take a few, I think, just in, in, inevitably. But it'll be Finlayson looks like probably to shoulder the load. And you know, we know Aaliyah can take him if down in the defensive end as well. So. It's just certainly going to be a ruck, ruck by committee um, situation, and especially with the weather and and all that stuff. And you know, we did get beaten around at the clearances and at the hitouts um, against Essendon. And maybe it was was just time for Hayes to have a sit down. But you know, he had a rest during with the bye week anyway. So I think it is just that he is ill. It's just it again. It's just an interesting line of um, wording that they just haven't gone with that um, to make it a bit more clarity in the in the team team release stuff that he you know if he's ill he's ill if he's admitted he's admitted it's not you know it's not 
both, but it seems to be that depending on what people are saying, it could be illness. So, yeah, anyway. Um, the emergencies are Giorgiardi's, Mays, Mead, and Frederick. So it's, it's interesting that Giorgiardi's for the second game in a row, not second week in a row, um, with the bye, but second game in a row he is, again, uh, left out, uh, particularly with uh, Hayes out, but we're still going Finlayson, Dixon, and Marshall as the forward slash rucks. Um you know, it's uh, it is interesting to see George. He did have a decent hit out in the Sandful, I think, um, last week of the week. Sorry, the week before. Um, but it is interesting to see him um missing out again. We 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 all still have such high hopes for George Yardies, and as it is, you know, forwards just do take some time. We've seen the likes of Marshall get dropped here and there as well through his first fifty odd games, and it's just going to happen for George Yardies as well, especially when he's gone through the the lapses in in goal kicking that have have um hit him a bit this year. That which was. And considering um, early on, one of his biggest trademarks of his game was just how dead dead eye dick he was in front of goal. So, um, yeah, but um, otherwise, um, it really is, um, you know, it's very much the same side we saw uh, at one point comfortably, then at some one, another point almost looked like they were going to lose, and then in the end, weirdly comfortably, 15-point-odd win against Essendon. Um Considering we're looking like we could get a bit of precipitation tomorrow night, we didn't certainly um, we didn't make ourselves look good in the wet once the wet weather hit. Um, considering Essendon were stringing handballs and, and really handling the ball quite well and handling the conditions at Adelaide Oval in that game, we really just fell, fell to pieces a bit in that third quarter. But I think, that's again, that's more a menta- mental thing for us. I don't know what it is at times in games and stuff like that. It's stuff that I've gone over time and time again with... Um, our team and you know it's you know the Hinkley thing and the what goes what goes into our preparation that these kind of things happen or what what are we doing at halftime that we come out in the third quarter and and shit the bed like that who knows so it hopefully you know we can be a better wet weather we have been better in the wet weather in the past and certainly even you know the St Kilda game up in Cairns was an absolute shit show but we 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 did actually, you know, we we want still find a found a way to win that game, and even up in Brisbane at the start of the year in um, humid conditions, um, you know, until the injuries bit and everything like that, we were handling the conditions better there too. So we can, and certainly in the past, a few years back, we were a lot better in the wet weather, and um, hopefully we can um, whatever the conditions bring tomorrow night be a lot better. Um, it's going to be an interesting battle. We'll get to. I'll just um, roll. Um, I'll just take a quick break here and get into talk and just like have a look at the, what the team Richmond has named before I get into talking about the game as a whole. Um, so just one minute. We'll talk about Richmond and then talk about the game as a whole. All right. So the Richmond team they've rung in a few changes as well as um, they've also got a milestone man for the night. Um, we'll start with the changes quickly. Um, we've got a debutant, Judson Clark, is making his um, senior debut against us. He's an um, 18-year-old taken um, in the draft last year. Uh, Richmond's uh, 30th pick. Um, averages 14.3 disposals per game this year in the VFL. Um, he's got 11 goals, including um, a four-goal haul against Footscray. Love the name Footscray. Need it back in the AFL as well. In round three. Kind of plays that high half forward role, apparently. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, you know, it's, it's not like he's lighting it up in the VFL, but certainly he's um, got enough to bring him into the team. Um, Noah Bolter's back as well as uh, Marlon Pickett. Um, the outs are Noah Cumberland, uh, Jason Constania, Jack Ross, and Maurice Rioli. Um, so the emergencies, William Martin, Ryan Mansell, uh, Kane Lambert, and Noah Cumberland. Um, so, yeah, and Dylan Grimes is playing his 200th game. So um, a few changes coming in, a few big names coming back in as well. Um, obviously, um, the likes of, you know, excuse me, uh, Noah Bolter and um, Marlon Pickett, certainly, uh, we all know he, how his career started, and he's certainly a cult fav- favourite there, and 
um, as well as a debutante. So, you know, some big changes there, but um, it's still um, overall a team that, um, you know, with how we've been going this year, um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a big test for our uh, our uh, um, our back line, really. Um, you know, not having... Um, not having to deal with Tom Lynch is a big thing, um, which is, you know, it, it, what we struggled, I think, in some of these teams at games um, sometimes is when, we've the, you know, a couple of the teams that have those big, big forward lines, like the two big forwards, like your uh, um, Geelong with um, Jeremy Cameron and uh, and um, Tom Hawkins, you know, and we've had it, seen it with Richmond when you can to kind of team up uh, Jack Revolt and Tom Lynch and the, as the big forwards alongside their kind of their handy, handy small forwards like your Edwards and Bolt, Boltons and Co. Which is, they're still going to be quite dangerous, but um, it is nice not to have to deal with that too much. Um, in the back line, uh, we should be. It, it's interesting to say this about a Richmond de- defense, but I, I really think that this is kind of a, a nice opportunity for our our uh, you know the Richmond defense has gone through some changes. They've got Robbie Tarrant in, and he's kind of hasn't exactly cemented a spot in Richmond's back line. Um, and they're kind of they're in that bit of a flux from the team that they were um, in those premiership winning years. They've still got some you know obviously the likes of Grimes and Vlaston, um, and and Tarrant has been good. It's just they're a, t- they're a back line that can be got at, I think. And it's um, imperative that we kind of see if we're going to... Our forward line structure has been something that's been talked on, talked about end over end um, for years now. Um, and we started... And we at the start of the year when everything was going to shit, we were ro- worried about it. But then we saw in the, you know, even the Crows game, as, as unfortunate it was, how it finished. Um, we saw signs from Marshall and Marshall has shown those signs consistently more throughout the year. Um, we've got Dixon back in, um, as well as Finlayson has really shown that he can play, that he can quite, he can take marks and kick goals as well as play out the ground a bit and all those kind of things. And he's going to be playing a bit of a different role tomorrow as well. But, you know, this is the kind of game against a pretty good side. Um, and But it obviously comes down to our center line as well. It comes down to our, our, our guys winning it out of the middle, uh, winning it at the contest. And that's probably where, where um, my worries lie more is really um, our ability to to match it in the contest against the Trent Conscience and the Prestias and and as well as, you know, we may not be winning too many of the hitouts against like with Toby Nankervis battling against um, our mixture of, um, you know, our ruck by committee situation, but um, we're going to have to win it at the contest and win the clearance, you know, because winning the hitouts, it doesn't always mean, you're, um, you know, the clearance battle is still there to be won regardless of how the hitouts are going. Um and that's really where we need to be, you know, the clearances against us and that we, we, we missed out a bit in that third quarter. They were just they were just winning everything out of the middle. And even um, in, at the start of the game, when we kicked a few goals, it was often they were actually, Essendon were winning it out of the middle a bit more and then we, but we were just successfully um, getting our, you know, defense to forward line chains going. Um, and that's really going to be uh, key here as well as um, ability to cut through the middle. But then when the game isn't going for us in that sense, we need to be able to win it out of the middle as well and win the contest. And, um, you know, it's a big test against a team like this with your Dusties and and, and co in there. Um, that's really what I'm looking forward, forward to see here is I think this Richmond team is still a great team. Obviously, they've won the three premierships in the last five years and all that stuff. We know we know who they are, and a lot of the top players that were part of those the key parts of those those premierships are still there. 
but they're not quite that team. So it's kind of like they're in a position where it's a great test and a great you know, kind of like we'll know tomorrow night what our second half of the season is going to be like to some extent. It won't be the, the be-all and end-all because there will still be 10 games to go, but it will tell us a fair bit about where we're at. And this kind of team is the perfect um, perfect kind of litmus, litmus, litmus test for that. Um, you know, they've... Haven't been setting the world a lot this year. You know, they've they've kind of found their way back to a form with once Dusty got back from his um, understandable leave of absence. Um, but you know, they they lost a big game against um, Sydney the other week. It, it was a big Friday night match. Sydney have shown uh, Sydney while being up and down a little bit have shown that that when they're at the best, they can play some pretty good footy as well. Um, they had some close. They had some big wins. Well, not so big wins against you know the likes of Essen and Hawthorne in the past few weeks. Um, Collingwood as well. Obviously, uh, they they decimated West Coast, which who hasn't apart from Adelaide? Uh, speaking of Adelaide, they did lose Adelaide. So, but that was you know that was back when before Dusty had come back, and um, they, you know they fought Melbourne pretty hard, uh, but Melbourne probably kicked kicked them kept them in the game with some ball kicking. Um, but they're a team that um, they haven't shown that they, they haven't been at their dominant premiership winning best for a while now. Um, and like I said, there's just a team that I think can be got at but we need to what we need to the, the important thing for us is we can look at that and say all right they can be got at and you know and uh, us as a team and who we have been over the past few years as being uh, you know up there in the top four we should be looking at any team and thinking they can be got at but being that we've been a bit up and down this year the the confidence may not be quite at that level but with the team that we have been putting out there we're not at full strength obviously we're missing a, a couple of players still but we're we are at the position. We are in a position that we're also dropping the likes of Mitch Georgiati. So we're and you know we're at, in a position that we are close enough to it. Um, we've got our full, really our full complement of midfielders available. Um, we need to see kind of the vintage Boke performances, the vintage Ollie Wines, um, complemented by um, you know the likes of Rosie using that. That you know him going through the middle, his pace, um, his skill, he, he kind of complements. You know the the bullish nature of Ollie Wines and Willem Drew, your boke, you know silky cleanliness. But we need that kind of pace of foot that the Butters and Rosie and they've they've been bringing it a bit more over the past month or so. But there's been some up and down stuff with that. So we're gonna that's kind of going to be key is that the likes of Butters and Rosie um, bringing that the key the the hand skills and the foot skills, particularly in the wet. Um, they're gonna we're gonna need a little bit of just magic from those guys to break the lines a bit. Um, and that's that's kind of because we do stagnate across the back a little bit and sometimes don't move the ball quick enough. And, that's and you know, it will take the likes of those guys as well as your Amons and um, and, and the guys coming out of the back lines, your Houstons and, and Burtons as well, um, just to help break the lines a little bit and, um, and give that silky kind of um, class through the middle uh, as well as at the stoppage and all that kind of stuff. We're going to need um, the very best from those. And that's all like very obvious kind of stuff. But those are the key guys that um, we, we need. If we're going to make it, push in the second half of the season it's going to be the likes of Rosie and Butters playing that 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 their best footy um hand and foot skills um at that you know operating at pretty good uh, percentages of, of of effectiveness as well as they're getting they're getting their hands on the ball you know they, we can't have those games they need to be getting like 23 24 disposals that kind of stuff more consistently um you can have those games where you don't but then you the likes of Bokes and those to go it does ebb and flow a little bit you, your average needs to be popping up there a little bit um, so yeah, and then you know we've got we've got some great movers and and guys with the with the 
foot there. Like, you know, Kane Farrell and R- Riley Bonner being back in there. They, you know, I know Bonner gets stick, but he's he's been really good probably since you know he's the best player in that prelim last year, and 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 you know before he went down against the Dogs that game again, one of our best, and he's just been pretty consistently good and gets his hand on the ball. Gets it for moving forward, um, despite what everyone says about him. And I know, I'm sure he hears it. He still just cracks in and has a crack. And then obviously Kane Farrell with his foot. Um, yeah, look, I just see an opportunity tomorrow night. I'm really, I'm nervous because um, I'm nervous about being disappointed. But I'm also excited because I just think there's an opportunity here to to get a big win at the G, like a win against at the G and Thursday night footy against the, against the Richmond Tigers. Like that's just an incredible opportunity to me. And um. And I'm, you know, I think we, can, I just, I have this quiet, nervous confidence that we can go over there and, and cause a bit of a boil over and, you know, win by, win by 20 odd points and, and, and kind of make, and kind of just make a statement that the second half of the season, this, this port team is going to be a bit different. Now, I am also worried about the fact that we're missing, we don't, when it is going to be an interesting game and, the, and that rock battle um, is going to be an interesting kind of sideline to it, but we, we haven't been, you know, absolutely dominant at the ruck um, a lot this year anyway, and we've still managed to find our way. That has not been the key to us losing game. It's been um, other issues, you know, and so moving the ball forward and uh, pace of foot through the midfield and then kind of winning that midfield battle. And then, and obviously um, having the likes of Dixon and Marshall and them work together and, and kind of find that, continue finding that forward line function. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my balls on the table and say, we could put we could go over there and get a get us a nice little twenty point win tomorrow night and um and uh and surprise a few people I think um so yeah um that's about it for me I'm just that it's like I said at the start at the start of this one the COVID has really has really rocked me and, I, and even as you're probably listening it's probably the same way every week I'm just I'm 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 all the time and but even more so this one just my head is just I can't keep a coherent thought going consistently so I apologize if it's a little bit worse than it usually is. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Um, Creekcast and um, yeah, we'll uh, um, look forward to jumping on Twitter tomorrow night and um, kind of keeping track of the game with y'all and, and hopefully um, seeing us win, win, win a nice big one tomorrow night and um, go into the long weekend here um, as it is in Australia. Um, nice and nice and comfortably. Um, would be nice to be going into a long weekend with a, a win under our belts before the weekend even gets started. It's always nice. So, can the pair. Let's get it done.